You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post game podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Jerry Recco is at uh, Penn State with Rutgers. So I'm joined by the Eddie Scazzeri. Good morning, Eddie. Hello, podcast people. Hello. Uh, it is uh, freezing cold outside today. Uh, you uh, went down to test that out. Uh, uh, and then you said it's colder when we came in, which happens because we come in in the middle of the night. We're still on the day prior's uh, weather. Yeah, the the warmth of the earth or whatever, yeah. blah, blah, blah. I still never got used to that because even in the summer, when we walk out of here, if if I walk out of here at like 11 o'clock, mm-hmm. I'm like, I thought it was supposed to be 80 degrees today because we haven't like hit the temperature yet. Yes, yeah, uh, usually the daytime highs are in the like 2 o'clock or 3 two o'clock, o'clock, 4 o'clock. Exactly. Um, let me ask you this. I've debated this with Jerry Recco many times, and this would have been a great day for it. Mm-hmm. The heating up of the car. Yes. Are you? Do you do that, or do you get in, start it, put it in gear, and let's go? I uh, I'm with Jerry. You're because Jerry sometimes. I drove with Jerry for years, and then mm-hmm. didn't, and then years. There are times where. It is one motion of the crank the engine, put it in gear, and go within, a, I'm saying, a second. Yeah. He doesn't even give it 30 seconds. to. I feel like you got to get the oils in yeah. the engine. Uh, if for, I think it's just because I want to believe it because I'm impatient when yeah. it comes to that. I want to get going. You know, not that it really will matter that much, but, you know, sometimes with parking, a minute will make a difference. You miss out on a spot. Right. So I really want to believe what Jerry is saying is true. Part of me is like, yeah, it's probably not true. I'm probably shortening the lifespan of the car. Something. But now listen, if it was in the teens, I probably would let it warm up. You would. Like anything like below twenty, I probably am gonna let it warm up. But you would never be one of these people that runs out, starts your car, and runs back in the house. Well, no. But in if my next car, if I'm lucky enough to have uh, you know, a remote engine start. Yeah. Yes. But I don't even know if I'm able to find another manual transmission. I don't know if that's an option with a manual transmission. It may not be. It may not be because you need the clutch. As you remember, you depress the clutch before you can start the engine. Right. Yeah, I don't know if that's uh, doable. Yeah, I don't know. So, Does your wife ever say, can you run out and start the car? No, no. Oh, Gina does that all the time. 
No, she uh, she she does not. She's generally when she's driving, it's you know even if it's cold, it's warmed up. You know, there are still some people. I'll put Gina in this category that is unaware that when you first start a car in the temperatures we're at today, turning on the heat doesn't do anything. No, it just sucks whatever heat is trying to build up into the engine out. Right. So it even takes longer. That's what I try to tell her. So I don't like the heat is on, like, but it's on the one number yeah. one setting. So it's not really blowing hard. And as soon as I see the little temperature gauge turn yes. off to where it's warm, then I will crank it. Correct. But I do wait for that. Me too. Some women want you to fire it up right away. Yeah, it makes no sense. Yeah, it doesn't. It's, I, I tell her all the time, I go, it's going to blow ice cold air yes, on you. Yes, right. Exactly. Are you a shut everything off when you shut your car off guy? Or like when you start, is your heat on already a little bit? Only on that one. Yeah, but still it's engaged. On. Right. Radio on or off? On. Really? So you turn that... Yeah. And everything's popping on. Yes. Now, but I am not... This is weird that I still do this. I do not use the auto light feature. Okay. I always turn it on and off manually. Yeah. I like... I'm a big auto light feature, but for many years I didn't. Yeah. I I, I don't know why. I've, I've like... Because I... Like walking away from the car with the lights on. Weird. I just can't handle it. Yeah. I don't know why. I know it's stupid. I know it'll be fine. But I just, I'm always with the uh, auto. I do not use the auto light feature. Yeah. It's weird when you sometimes in the middle of the night when we're coming in and people don't have their lights on at all. Yeah. Every once in a while you see that on the highway in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Someone just didn't, they don't have their lights on. Yeah. And like, they're driving. And- Right, and it's not like in the like if if they were driving and it was light out, then it got dark. You can kind of understand it, yeah. But and especially with most cars, they at least have the daytime runners. Yeah, a lot of them did for years. Then they stopped that. They did, yeah. Because I know even my Honda Fit, the 2015 Fit, it has there are you know they're much dimmer, but the lights are on. But I actually think that's part of a problem. Sometimes like the on some of the cars, the instrument panel lights up automatically. Mm-hmm. And then the people think they're light because when your your instrument panel used to come on when your lights would come on. Mm-hmm. So that'd be a way to know if you were driving with your no lights on when you couldn't see how fast you were going. You go, all right, I well, don't have my lights on. Well, I noticed even with the daytime runners, like, you know, right around my home uh, before I get to the highway, you know, I can tell if my lights are on, just I can't, the stop sign's not being illuminated. Yes. So I can tell. Right. And I also make it a point to look for the little symbol that is telling me my lights are on. Yes, you need symbols. Yes. The symbol to tell you your engine's warm. Right. Uh, and, and the heat's able to kick on. And then you just hope the when the gets cold like this, sometimes your tire pressure light will come uh, on, even though it's for gaze. Yes. And I wish my next car, I hope it has the one like you have, which tells you which tire. Oh, I love or that. Or else you're just guessing. But I get obsessed with it because, like, I'll click on it just on my ride home, and it'll be like, why is, like, like three of the tires are at 34 and one's at 31? I'm like, yeah. why? Yeah. Why yeah. is that? Right. They were and, all equal. And I my light came on today, and I'm like, oh, man. And then I look, and there's nothing obvious. And then it's like, oh, is that one a little bit down? Yes. It's like, oh, Anytime you look at oh, you, my tires, I feel like I could always look and think they're low. Yes, absolutely. Because the way they lay on the street. Right. It depends on exactly where you park, yeah. this and that. Yeah. Uh, or if it's one's dirty and it kind of looks different. 
I'm surprised we don't have it with the cars now that your heater can come on right away. Like there, we're still using the engine heat, right? To to mm-hmm. that's what they is that what the the car uses yeah. the engines correct. It's not there's not like a baseboard electric heater, right? That's what we need. Well, a I battery, mean, you know, via the battery. You know, there might well, you know, it's not totally unfeasible because um, I don't know. My car does not have it. My my fit. My CRV has it. The uh, the seat warmers, heated seats, they're ready to go. Yeah, and the, when you and uh, and then if you even go a little bougier, the heated oh, yeah. steering wheel. I've never experienced the heated steering yeah, wheel. Yeah, I have. Is In, that right? Uh, my sister's uh, Explorer, I think, has it. It's like a within two years old. Is that nice? The heated steering wheel. Uh it's a little much. It, it's like yeah, I, you know. Again, we're not in Minnesota, right? Where we, you know, you have to have engine block heaters in yeah. your garage. That then, is cool. And I think Jerry would even then maybe admit that you should warm the car up. <laughs> if you were in Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder, when we were there for Super Bowl that week, and it was like below zero and mm-hmm. everything, and, and you know, we none of us had cars there, but we had would order Uber rides. Mm-hmm. And I'm shocked every time the Uber would pull up, be like, huh, that guy's car started this morning. Yeah. Go figure. And Yeah, because some of them are a little less quality than others. Yes. Yeah. Now, now the um, I know the Teslas, mm-hmm. the electric car. Y- you can heat that up without starting the car. It does use some of your battery, but you can set the internal temperature to get to a certain degree and stay mm. there, so that your car, when you go there, is cool in the s- summer and warm in the winter. And th- it, that seems cool. can that be on like a timer? I don't or, know. Uh, or if, yeah, like, you leave the same time every day. No, I, I think you can set it in the everything's done like through the app they mm-hmm. have an app but gina's son has teslas he does cool yeah really yeah it's nice no tesla is no gas at all no right? gas at all all electric so not a hybrid i want one of those yeah well i think you know in 20 years we're still alive or that will be 90 percent of the vehicles yes, on the road will i think be so. some sort of electric vehicle right then we'll all have those. And, you know, the charging stations will be maybe not quite as numerous as gas stations, but pretty close. Well, and they're going to charge us for charging. Like, it's going to be, they're all, everyone tries to get their money. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I want my money. Ooh. But that'll that'll happen. And that, <clears throat> that, that infrastructure, boomer word, he, uh, you know, that has to happen, you know, as we get more and more electric cars. Yeah. To where... You know, charging stations are like gas stations, right? Or just everyone has one at home. Is well, ideally too. where you want, how you want it. Yes, but if you want to take a trip of any distance of any significance, you're going to need to have access to charging stations, right? Like at um, roadside uh, restaurants, mm-hmm. you stop, you charge your car, you eat your lunch. Yeah, well, almost every in. big rest stop on the turnpike in 95 yeah, they have them they now. do have them and they're but like I'm, fast I'm, chargers but i'm talking about you know just like uh you know on main street and bradley beach or whatever we're talking about with my condo complex the you know since i'm on the board and i'm uh, very involved uh how do we prepare for the future with that mm-hmm. people getting cars because we we don't have our own driveways you have a spot have a, on the street no we have we have a parking lot okay but it's not possible to wire electricity to each individual unit per spot or without, I guess, I guess they could, but it would be a, quite an undertaking as opposed to designating some spots as, 
electric vehicle charging stations. Well, I think, you know, that'll happen incrementally. Yeah. The first they'll put in three. How many people in your uh, condo? I think only 16 units. All right. Yeah. So they'll start with three or four. Yeah. And then the next time they'll double that. And then, and, and, and I would think that eventually the, these charging stations will also be a solar powered. So they're, oh, man. and I also think that ultimately every surface of your car will be sort of like a solar panel. That would be awesome. So it's a constantly absorbing and converting. Now, obviously, this won't be as efficient as a pure solar panel because this thing also has to double as the roof of your car or whatever. But I do think that ultimately every surface of most everything everywhere is going to be... Solar. So, well, it will be able to absorb and convert solar power. That would be cool. That ultimately is coming. If I can have a car I'm driving around in that's solar powered and the sun is just solar powering it as I drive to and from work, mm-hmm. well, we drive in the dark at night. Yeah. We would need a moon powered. Uh, yeah. Or any electric system. light somehow. Yeah. But um, yeah. Soak it up while just sitting there in the yeah. sun parked. Yeah. yeah. That that ultimately is, is the future. I mean, yeah. that could be. 80 years from now. I better not be. I want I want a solar-powered car where the roof is solar panels. Yeah, well, I'm not just talking the roof. Your your windows, everything, everything is somehow absorbing it. I get out. My hat has a solar panel on it. Yeah. Pa- powering your phones. Powering my phones, right. Yeah. All right. I'm looking forward to this now. You know, powering your, your glasses that you can use to scroll and look at the internet and check Twitter. Let me ask you this, because this is something that I've I've wondered a lot about, and I've always like, oh, I'm going to ask Eddie that on the podcast, and then I'm I'm never able to think of the way to ask you without it sounding weird. But this is a good segue in it. Okay. I feel like you're a guy that uh, is very knowledgeable and knows a lot about the past, but at some point you decided you don't want to know any more about pop culture. Hmm. Do you think that's true? Well, I I don't know if I decided that I don't want to know. It's just I think I just stopped caring about as I got older. Yeah. About I I guess current things and pop culture. Now, things that are just so ever, you know, omnipresent, you know, they sort of seep into your consciousness and you're you've heard the name, you're aware. But when we were doing that that uh, draft the other day for who's going to have a terrible year, yes, a, a lot of the people that were chosen, I really didn't know who they were or right. why they would be. If I knew who they were, like, did Jerry choose Will Smith? I chose Will Smith. You, so I know he's an actor. I've seen many of his movies. If we're talking about the same Will Smith, we I are. Um, Men in Black. I, yeah, I I would. I don't know why he would be you know, uh, a good draft pick. Right. And no, zero idea. Right. So he is, uh, been he and his wife, they've been together a long time, but they have these talks on various talk shows when they go on separately about this open marriage they have. And it doesn't seem like he wants the open marriage, but she has. So it just seemed to me like, "Mm, this guy could be teetering Mm -hmm. on the brink of uh, trouble. Okay. So that's why I chose him. But yeah, and I also then wondered about technology because there's like you seem to have an interest in technology, but there are certain things that you that like uh, you you were begrudgingly got an iPhone. 
Yes. Um, so how do you decide whether you want to partake in this technology that everyone's or like a, like the phone or I'm trying to think of other things. Well, like the phone, like I needed a phone and it was, you know, and that is, again, there's certain things that it's happening whether or not you want it and right. to sort of survive or to get by easily in the modern world, you just have to suck it up and go for it. And it's never as bad as you think it is. Right. Um, but I'm not certainly married to my phone. Like, right, so like for on your phone, you will use it to uh, text message. Yes. To make phone calls. Yes. Do you even do email on your phone or no? No. Well, I have, but only when I can't access my desktop. But you won't like we just switched uh, to a to Google and Gmail and all that stuff mm-hmm. for working. You won't put that on your phone. Well, like to be like on the mail feature, yeah, or like on the G- Google Mail has their own app. Oh, I see. I, I didn't even know that. that. But, like, the mail feature on my phone. Yeah. Like, I never... I tried to maybe set it up through work, but then it was, like, annoying and push and It was very complicated here to do that. Right. Under CBS. Under CBS. But this Google seems like it's simplified a lot of things. I may do that if it's that simple. But, again, I'm not one who is constantly checking for email. Or unless I'm waiting for something specific, like in the afternoon, I wait for the log to yeah. come in so I can then do the some of the prep work we have to do. But other than that, like I'm never sitting there waiting for like looking for emails just to check because I haven't checked in five minutes. Yeah. Don't care. Because you're not expecting anything. Or, or, no. or if, yeah, no. Or even if you get something, it's not something that you need to act on. Right quickly correct and i i'm not on social media so i am never just scrolling through instagram or tiktok or twitter i i i don't care do you think that's an inevitable for you that you'll have to get on no something for I, news? I do not i do not if it had if they haven't forced me at work <laughs> to be on it right which um, they haven't with uh you know because the digital <laughs> um if, if that hasn't happened i don't think it will happen and then Moving towards, you know, retirement, like, unless there's some evolution in society where that's the way that replaces texting or something, I can't see myself caring enough about that. Like, I never was on Facebook. Um, You know, that's one of the earlier platforms, social media platforms, I guess, yes. Mm -hmm. Maybe the first? I don't know. Well, a MySpace was first. Right, right, right. But uh, Facebook was more uh, where people that weren't like teenagers were getting on it. Gotcha. Or creepy guys looking for teenagers. Right. Well, that's on everything. Yeah. Uh, that's, uh, that's, creepy that's, guys will always use any interface yeah, available. That's just society. Yeah, that is a societal um, thing. Yeah. So, so was it a conscious decision to not care about pop culture? No, I don't think so. It just was sort of a gradual... And listen, I'm not, I don't want to even use the word maturity mm-hmm. because it makes it sound like, you know, uh, I'm better or above people who are interested in that. I, and I don't mean it that way. But for my aging process, it was just sort of a natural thing where I, I didn't care. And I, I don't, there are a few new artists who I kind of like the sound of. But for the most part, I don't, um, enjoy 
most of the newer modern music, but that's not to say exclusive. I probably would like 20 or 30% of it if I would go out and seek it. Right. But I l- know the music I like and I have access to it, so I don't feel the need. I don't feel the need to be constantly up to date. So if you want to know what's going on in the world, how what do you do? Well, you just kind of get it through other, just through osmosis. First of all, my wife is more aware of things and or more up to date. I would say she would, she is on her iPad a lot more and gets news feeds and breaking news, kind of that sort of thing. So if there's something that is, she thinks I would care about or should care about, she will say something to me. And if it's big news, it is going to go through all other, uh, all media types where if I'm watching SportsCenter, for instance, if there's a big national story involving not sports at all, but just say, for instance, because it just was the anniversary, the uh, the uh, storming of the Capitol, that whole thing, that made everywhere. That was everywhere. It was on SportsCenter, and it was on the Weather Channel, which are... Oh, my gosh. You know, things that... Th- <laughs> those two channels are probably the things I watch the most of e- e- ESPN and the Weather Channel, NFL Network during football season. You know, th- things that are that big, they're going to get through to all of those things. Major disasters and uh, hurricanes or major political upheaval, that is going to cut through. And I am always listening to, when I start my day, I'm hearing a top-of-the-hour radio newscast on either 880 or Winds, because I'm listening for, is the Holland right. Open tonight? <laughs> Um, so yeah, or, and I'm just listening for traffic in general to see if there are any issues on the route I have to take that day. So I will get your treetops news. That's true. Every day. Right. And on the way home too, again, if there's something big before I start my book on tape, I have the news stations on one and of you, ours, go Odyssey, either yeah. 1010 Winds or 880. So, and they both at the top of the hour do like a, um, is that the only time during uh, during the hour that they well no well, give you the full Wins, thing? Wins does every twenty two minutes. We'll give you the world. They still do that sure. catchphrase. So at ten, at twenty, and at forty, they're going to give you the headlines. Oh, okay. And then for eight eighty at the top, they'll have a national newscast, and depending on the hour, they'll do you know three five three or five minutes of national news, and then at the bottom they also do a quick one minute recap. Sort of like Wins does at 20 and 40 and at the top. So I'm hearing it and it's available. Yeah, that's a good point. And then any sort of urgent alert for weather or whatever comes through your phone no matter what. Yeah, oh, if it's big, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, it it gets to me some way, somehow. But again, it's maybe more treetops, but if I want to then find out more about a certain thing, I certainly have the option to do that. Like you'll Google it when you get to work. Like, what was that right, thing they're exactly. talking about? Right. A bunch of monkeys. Right. You know, stole bananas and were giving them to the lions at the zoo. What yeah. was this about? Right. And you go look at that. That reminds me of that Brad Pitt movie. I forget. And uh, 
I forget. Oh gosh, Twelve Monkeys maybe. Twelve Monkeys. Yeah. Yeah. I did not see that, but I'm yes. I'm aware it exists. Yes, I like that movie. That was I I enjoyed that. There's a story coming out of uh, Naples, Florida yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gina's mom lives down there. At the either the Naples or the Fort Myers Zoo. I think it's the Naples Zoo. They have a zoo there. Some jackass that works there in the maintenance department, like the um, janitorial department, tried to feed... The tiger. Yeah. And they had to kill the tiger. Right. Yeah, I I did. A rare tiger. Yes, I heard that story. Now, that is something my wife saw and was upset about. And she knows I love animals, and so she shared that. So so I was aware of that story. It's like the person went into the lion's area... To give the lion a, I believe it was a Pop-Tart, like legitimately. And then the lion grabbed its arm, wouldn't let go. The guy somehow called 911. I have no idea how that happened. Right. And they came and they said that if they used the tranquilizer dart, it would have taken too long. But this is like a a very rare tiger. Right. A dead now because of this jackass. And this is not a very rare human, (laughs) sadly. (laughs) No. We have millions of these humans. Millions of stupid humans. <laughs> uh, now, of course, people are going to get mad at me that, you know, hey, the human life, the animal life, hey, but that's just, you know. Right, this guy did brought this upon himself. Yes. Now, again, the, the, again, the value of human life versus animal, that's just our human arrogance because we're at the top of the food right. chain. You know, it's all, all life is, yeah. is sacred. I, that really bugged me. Oh yeah, it's I'm terrible. not even like a over the top animal no, person. No, you're not. But that pissed me I, off. Yeah, because it's just so unnecessary. You went into the cage. Like what kind of an idiot? Yeah, yeah. I would have used the tranquilizer darts and be like, "Oh, we'll yeah, see what happens. <laughs> we're gonna hope it works." Yeah, hey, you know, hopefully this trank doesn't piss him off <laughs> and he rips your arm off and right. you bleed out. Yeah, but they say that guy's gonna be charged with some sort of uh, a crime. Jackassery. Jackassery. Yeah. <laughs> Sentenced to jackassery. In the first degree. I think because the lion or the, the tiger is on the endangered species list, I believe he gets charged for something for that. Yeah, yeah they're, I guess, maybe more protected somehow. Yeah. But uh, I'd love to get the look. Let me see this guy on the news. Yeah. Dope. Yeah. All right, Eddie, let's do the warm-up program. Are we uh, okay? Yes. I did that with CeeLo. All right. Mr. Christopher CeeLo. Tired Jerry tomorrow. We'll get a tired Jerry tomorrow. And hopefully he has an un- he's driving, so less chance for snafu. Okay, coming from Penn State. You would think. Yeah. No planes, no buses, right. the whole thing. So if his car is in good order, no flat tires, you know, his compressor won't blow up like it did the one time, everything's good. He'll just be tired. Maybe I'll send them a note. Warm up your car before you head. <laughs> yes, just head do out. that because it's sure. gonna be chilly, Jerry. Send out somebody to warm out your car, <laughs> and then uh, so you get here all. The time. Yes, then he'll be good to go. Mm-hmm. All right, let's do that, uh, and we'll be back with the warm up program tomorrow morning at five a.m. <gasps> so- when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
The fan is on your smart speaker. To listen to the home of New York sports, just say, hey, Google, play WFAN. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't it suck. never sucks, so zip it over there. Jerry is uh, with Rutgers. CeeLo joins me. Good morning, CeeLo. What up, Al? I'm going to call you Costanza today, because okay. that's the hat you have on. Reminds yeah. me of the one he had a lane by for him on the Peterman account. Which turned recall. out to be a, uh, well, then he a returned it. Is that a rat hat? Then he got a rat hat. Uh, right. Yeah, I have that. I, I have to wear one of these hats. I walk a dog very early in the morning. And it's very cold, and this hat really works. Keeps your dome warm. It does. It warms your ears. It's everything. That it's a freshly f- shaven head of yours. It's faux fur, so no uh, animals were harmed in the making of this uh, hat that Not I have even a rat. on. If you want to see my hat, I tweeted out a, a video uh, this morning on Twitter, and I put it on my Instagram story as well. Now, do you do that every morning now? Nope. You don't, right? I just so, thought I was like, this is a stylish-looking hat. You did it because of the hat. I did it because of that. So hat. you made it seem like you were just trying to promote the warm-up right. show, but it was actually, hey, look at my cool exactly. winter hat. It was, look at this cool hat. Right. I see a lot of other people, you know, Geo talks about this uh uh, Keith McPherson does uh, videos before he goes on uh, the Hoff. He, yeah, oh, oh, Hoff's all about it. He does the videos. He likes as well. the man on the street out front there on Hudson Street. Yeah. Hey, look at hey, me! Man. I'm arriving at work. Yeah, here's the building. Coming Here's in. what's coming up uh, on the sh- on the program. Yeah, yes. I stopped doing. I used to even on the uh, Boomer and Geo Twitter account. I used to do a rundown of what was on the show, but it's, it it became so obvious. It's like all these videos. It's like, yo, it's a Porno Pete here. We're gonna talk about. The Giants and Dave. Yeah, of course you are. Right. That's what we do. The topic list is obvious. It's obvious. Yeah. So I stopped doing that on Twitter because I figured it was probably annoying to people. And you used to put up the show sheet here in the studio. Uh, you don't really do that anymore. Well, that, that gets emailed. Yeah, I know. But do you think that those guys are actually checking their email? Um. Yes, because here's one. Yeah. The, the one time Boomer didn't get it and he goes, where's my show sheet? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. Got it. And I see Geo uses it sometimes because I'll see some, I, some things I, come I, off When it. I fill in here on yeah. this show, I feel lost without the owl show sheet. It's a good show sheet. It's just a rundown. Here's what happened. Some things don't make the show sheet, which should. Like today, I didn't put the Knicks on. I was like, I'm, I'm yeah. not interested in the Knicks Or today. Don Maynard passing away. No, that's again, all right. Perfect. That's a great one. Right. Or Don Maynard passing away. Legitimately, I'm <laughs> 52. Okay? I'm aware Don Maynard was a player. I didn't watch the guy play. I'm not putting Hall that on famer. the list. I'm sorry. Yeah, Hall of Famer, but <laughs> this is an old man radio. We got to stop that. Yeah. All these callers. Oh, I've been a fan since Don Maynard. No one cares. I had a guy, guy called Sal. I oh, mentioned Don Maynard. Okay. This is What do you want me to say? Right. Radio. What's Sal going to give you on Don Maynard? Right. Yeah. Great. He was great. Or he myself. played in yeah. an era that none of us would even recognize as football if you put it on. Correct. Yeah. I mean, you can't put on the Cowboys in the Troy Aikman era and recognize that as football now. Really? Yeah. I haven't done that. Look I, at Troy I should go back and look at those games yes. and just see what you're talking about. Right. I haven't done go that. Go and look. Troy Aikman would be like, you know, of uh, 12 of 18. I mean, that's his day. Yeah. The guy did not put up a lot of yards. The boomer size and era. Well, Boomer had some days where he had a. He sling did it. some days. Yeah, but I mean, he played in that era. Is my point. Right, but like the Cowboys back then had Emmitt Smith. They just yeah, ran the ball had down Mike his Lerb throat. And they had Jay Novacek, and they had some players. Yeah, but this is like in a day when the, the, you had a one main running back that really yeah. ate the ball. Correct. All a lot game. of handoffs, mixing a few passes. Yes. Lull the defense to sleep. They go over the top to Irvin. There you go. And every once in a while, Daryl Johnston would get a carry. Yeah. 
every yeah. once in a while. Or a little pass out in the flat. Like, I, I followed all those Cowboy teams. They won a number of Super Bowls. I mm. can't tell you who else was a running back besides uh, Emmitt Smith. Because the guy... Yeah, off the top of my head, I couldn't either. If Jerry were here, he could, of course, because he was a big Cowboy fan. Emmett Smith even rolled into Giants Stadium with a broken I'll shoulder. I'll never forget that. And ran over he you clowns. dominated them. Crushed them. <laughs> yes. A broken shoulder. Yep. Now it's like, oh, uh, I have a tweak. Uh, my muscle twitched. I need to sit out. Yeah. Man up. Interesting. You calling someone else weak. Yes. Hmm. That's right. I had a dream last night I had rats in my wall at home where I live. That was scary. That's some Indiana Jones stuff right there. Yeah, and uh, the, the uh, uh, what do you call those people that come in? Uh, the exterminators. Exterminators yeah. came in. They were like, dude, they're all in the walls. Yeah, can't help you. Too many of them. <laughs> and Too were, many of them. You should just sell and get out of here. And they were they weren't like, someone was like, in my dream, they're like, you probably have field mice. I go, no, these are rats. Like, they were running around my house. Giant man-eating rats. Yeah, so I was so excited to wake up and not have rats and in my put your rat hat on. And put my rat hat yeah. on, yeah. I know it's not really a rat hat, but I'm going to call it a rat hat all day. Lots of people. A poorly made one at that. Sorry, go you ahead. got it. Uh, lots of people, and, and oh my gosh, you put this radio station on at any time, including I heard the overnight with Sal, and Sal's had enough. I I can tell. Oh, him. he lost it. He yeah. lost it because Daniel Jones. It's enough. Right. It's all day long. If you could put, if you just, <laughs> if you just drop in on this radio station throughout the day, it's someone making an excuse for Daniel Jones. Yeah. It, you used to hate the Eli calls. Little did you know. This I know a, it's a different type of call, right? But, it's but the just, repetitive nature of it—it's just giant fans. Yeah, this is what they do. And you bring him back. First of all, Dave Gettleman, they go, he retired. <laughs> what? Rode yeah. off into the sunset. Retired. Taking pictures on the field with the family the other day. Yeah. Said no thanks on the interview from the media to to, to wrap things up. Now I'm good. Do thanks. you think they walked in and go, "We're firing you"? Do you want to retire? Yeah, I think I'll retire. <laughs> I think I'll take that instead. Um, you fired. That part is interesting. I don't know. See, I don't know where where he was at in his contract. Yeah, because that's always the you know if you if they if they fire you they're gonna in these cases usually pay you out. Whereas if you're the one that either quits or resigns or I'm gonna walk away, then you're not getting the, you're not getting right. the paycheck. But I don't know what his contract says. Boy, you Giants fans who bought personal seat license, you've got to feel foolish now. Well, both both franchises really. Quite honestly, yeah. I mean, no, I, I mean, that was the, the stadium dumbest. opened in what was it, 2010? I think it was. Yeah. So the Jets at the time were really good, and then the Giants in 2011 won the Super Bowl. And I mean, since then it's been. I mean, both, you've got to feel sides. like an idiot. You could have. You could have got yourself a Tesla. Yeah. Well, I don't think cool looking electric car. 2010, 2011. <laughs> I was thinking about Teslas. <laughs> That's you know? a fair point. Yeah. But now you got to be looking back and I go, I could walked yeah. up and paid cash for a Tesla. Yeah, this was a poor investment on my part. And the charger to charge at home. So I don't even get gas anymore. Yeah, probably then some. Yeah. Depending on where your PSL was in the building. Yes. That crappy, lifeless, characterless building over there. There used to be, when I was growing up, old man radio for myself, <laughs> you, you'd be like, oh, you're interested in giant season tickets? This is a 25-year waiting yeah. list. Now... No one's interested. And you cannot run Joe. I know they're going to, or they would have fired him yesterday. Maybe not. You cannot run Joe Judge out there again this year. Sorry. that They are going to be a non I'm going to not even put them on the show sheet next year if that's the case. I would say the odds on that are strong, but it's probably a little premature. 
because you don't know who the GM is yet, and you don't know That's what the true. roster is going to look like. But there's the, it's weird the ju- the meetings yesterday. They're going to meet more. I don't know. I'm not fully convinced yet that he's 100 percent back. Until the Giants release some sort of statement or John Mara comes out and speaks. You think John Mara was like, beg me. Beg me to come back. At this point, why, why the hell not? Well, what On else are they talking about? Me. What else are they talking about? The future. Is That's ju- the does problem. Does Judge walk in? Like, they, you know, hey, we're going to meet at whatever time yesterday. And apparently they met twice. A short, quick twice. meeting in the morning and then a longer, more formal meeting in the afternoon. And Steve Tisch is in on that as well. You think Judge rolled in and just like, you know. Pulled out his phone and just fired up the 11 minute uh, yeah. ram. He's just listen, guys. In, in lieu of us doing the back and forth, just I, if I might refresh your memory, here you go. Maybe he had a PowerPoint presentation. It's stuff that they got to get through. All <laughs> I of could it. see him being a big PowerPoint guy. All right. Like I've seen him, I guess it's MSG because they have the deal with the Giants. They do those film review shows with the coaches. Oh I mean, gosh. all teams do it. And he's up there with his giant sweatshirt on and like the the dad jeans. Yeah. With his little clicker, you know, Lee going jeans. going through the like three plays from the game the prior week that they could pick out that actually was a positive. Yeah. You know? So I could see him being a PowerPoint guy. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. PowerPoint lasers. Now, there were some names that emerged on the. Giants GM candidate list. Nobody knows any of these yeah, guys. Yeah, it's, it's not even... I don't know why you'd even go down that road. Well, let's just go by title alone, who sounds sure, interesting. Sure. Are you interested in the Bills assistant, or are you interested in uh, VP of Pro Personnel, who is uh, on the Niners, or assistant GM, or director of player personnel? Like, which which title sounds... Like, to me, assistant GM sounds... Pretty good. Um, maybe it depends. Who knows, right? Assistant GM would lead you to believe, obviously, that guy's not, you know, making all the decisions. And where does he come from? The pro personnel side, the college person, the the scouting draft side. So that sometimes is a little misleading. Pro personnel, we know. Okay, this guy is looking at and dealing with guys currently in the league. The guy that from San Francisco, assistant GM Adam Peters. Yeah. That guy looks like a slickster. Okay, great. So he works under John Lynch. All right, awesome. I love John Lynch, but he looks like a Brody Van Wagenen slickster. John Lynch or the assistant? The assistant. Yeah, I I don't know. I want a football guy. A football guy. Well, then you want a slickster. um, Then you want uh, Adrian Wilson, the former safety who's now working in the Cardinals front office. Yes, that's what I want, Adrian Wilson. Guy quietly finished his career, went and uh, cut his teeth with some scouting, and he's worked his way up the organization there. I like it. There you it. go. Former player. There's That's a football I guy. I don't need a slickster coming no in here. No slickster. You don't want one of these. Fluid to the top. You know, master's degree from yeah. MIT numbers guys. We're going to yeah. win every Super Bowl from here on right, out. No. Right. Yeah. Give me a real dude that players are going to be interested in. There you go. You just hired yourself Adrian Wilson. Someone let him know the good news. Someone reach out. And a judge apparently is pushing the promotion of Kevin Abrams. Within from in house because they get along and Judge probably feels like he can control him like a puppet. Right, Judge probably guess. like listen. If I get you elevated to GM, yeah, you leave me well, alone. Yeah. I leave you alone. We're right. good to go. A little uh, wink, wink agreement. A little now. Wink, do you think wink. Judge went into Mara and Tish and was like, listen, I know there's a there's a lot of things that are happening. We're improving on behind closed doors that yeah. you don't because we keep hearing that. We heard it from him with yep. the media. Uh, who Blake Martinez said it yesterday. And his, do you think Judge is trying to sell? Like, you guys own the team. You're here in the building. You're paying for all of this, but you're yes. not really seeing the things that are. It's like a magic trick. There are things happening you're not aware of. Yeah. Just, just trust me. I'm a is football that the guy. sales pitch. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big time sales pitch. Uh, 
Well, no, we. I, I'm, but I'm, do you think he's actually trying to sell them that way? I do. And how? I, I think if I th- that's the case, like, how are you saying? Okay, yeah, I, think I believe you. I'm on board. Seeing that empty stadium, I think that was a big. To me, that would be the deciding is it though? factor. Is yes. it because this is? I mean, this has been going on for how many years now? For the this happened with the Jets too. I always say, well, you know, the only way to get to getting these owners uh, get their attention is to not show up. But the tickets are still probably paid for something. Like they're know. not selling the tickets. Who really cares? That personal seat The license. freaking Rams were p- playing for a division title the other day in their own building. And the Niner fans, Matt Stafford, couldn't. they they had to go silent snap count late in that game. As At only, home. And they're a good team. They're going to the playoffs. Playoffs? I understand. Rams can't compare the fan bases. But it's like, in this day and age, with the secondary market, depending on where you're, I mean, visiting fan, they can get tickets and call it. It's not the same, man. It's not like college where you have these raucous environments. I feel like the last one that there two two places stand out, and not as much this year because neither, environments. neither team was all that good. Where you really felt like there was a like an impact and an all advantage. Right. New Orleans in the dome and Seattle, the what about Seahawks twelfth man. Yeah, I think that's more about just like the allure and the mystique of all Lambo, right. especially this time of year with the weather and the elements. But as far as like the crowd noise significantly impacting the opponent, I don't know. To me, the Superdome, not this year because the Saints were eh. They got no cool quarterback. And the Seahawks are eh. The Saints need a cool quarterback. Well, you they had a, cool a they just had a cool there. quarterback for like 15 years. Right. They so. need another cool quarterback. Yeah. Well, not everyone can go from Favre to Rodgers the way the Packers did. You always need a cool quarterback. That's what Boomer says. Well, he yeah. doesn't say cool quarterback. He says a good quarterback. But you good. need like a cool quarterback. A confident no quarterback with some uh, some personality. Yeah, right? guy who, who just breeds. You don't want to say it's it's like cockiness, but just sort of right on that the edge there, okay. where it's not too like to me. When I watch him, Baker Mayfield to me is like cocky too too far, too cocky, and I think it, it's worked against him in the Browns. But you need a guy that's got a little uh, little moxie. You need a little cockiness. A little moxie. Daniel Jones, no cockiness. No. Zach Wilson no right now, no cockiness. I think, the, I think Zach Wilson has a little bit. Now, he got humbled as a rookie, but I think as he comes back in year two and gets his feet underneath him, if they get off to a better start, I think you'll see some of that come out. Some cockiness. Like, I look at him versus Dan- Daniel Jones in year three, prior to injury versus Zach Wilson, I see a little bit more moxie and cockiness from All Zach right. Wilson. What does that mean? Probably nothing. But when uh, I no, watch them, It means something. See. You hope it means something. Maybe. Ooh. Okay, let's take a break. And when we come back, let me see what I have on my list here. Mm-hmm. I've, got some, uh, I've got some uh, NFL stuff. I have a brief some thing NFL on Some NFL stuff? Didn't college. we just do some NFL we stuff? We did. We've okay. got other NFL stuff not related to the Giants or Jets. Mm-hmm. I've got an A-Rod thing. I have a, a baseball thing. Did I've you got watch a, a second of the national championship I did. I, admit, I missed it. Okay. I missed it. I did see that Georgia won. Had you tuned in for the first half, you would have been bitching and moaning about Why? it. Why? What was going on? It was 9-6 at the half. <laughs> I thought the SEC was like lighting it up. Lighter up. I don't know about lighting it up. It's the most competitive conference. That was the point oh. people were making. This was a Big Ten game, 9-6. People would be, oh, that Big Ten is crappy football because it's the SEC. You're not allowed to criticize. Now, it did open up in the second half, obviously. But it was a field goal affair. And half number oh, one. No, I'm not interested in the field goal no. affair. Who would have put you right to sleep? I'm out for that. I was watching a 90-day fiancé before the 90 days. <laughs> okay. It is a good one this year. <laughs> or this season. Knicks, 
National Championship <laughs> game, Nets, Rangers. They were late, though. 90 the, the day Nets fiance. and Rangers were 10 o'clock starts. Yeah, so I mean, you were, I'm watching. You were out on that. I'm watching this at like 7 o'clock at night when yeah. I'm going to, I'm, I'm trying to ease into the evening. I understand. All right, we'll take a break. Boomer and Geo at the top, and uh, all hilarious stuff coming up on the other side. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to the warm-up program. Jerry Reckles at Penn State for Rutgers. You know, I still think of that... uh, that Penn State scandal every time I hear Penn State. And that is years ago now. I think that's kind of the way it works for a long time, no? But it's kind of weird how they, they still get people to go there. Uh, yeah, well, I think that has to do with the current coaching staff. Versus, I don't think, obviously, there's nobody that was involved in that that's still. No, but I'm saying, like, even like, there. even like students. But, yeah. But I'm just saying it, it's, it's got I don't a, know uh, if it was, the, I don't know if it, I don't want this to come across the wrong I was going to no, say, man. I don't know if it was large enough to have that sort of impact. What I mean by that is it wasn't impacting people going, like, their educational experience. It was okay. specific to the football program. Yeah, but I'm just saying, rep, like, it just, it, when you say a word and yeah. think of another thing, yeah, like, sure. when you, when I hear the word Penn State, reputation and brand takes yes, a hit. I, I'd still yeah. from that. Jackass. Yeah. Have you ever been out there? I've never been. It's, I no. mean, it's just, it's basically its own city. I mean, it is just a massive, massive place. So Jerry's partying Drop it up. The, no, my point is, I guess, like, while you probably wouldn't recognize that. I'm sure there are some people that said, uh, yeah, no, I can't, I can't be, I don't want, I don't want anything to do with that. I can't be associated with, with that. But it's such a huge school. Like, the, the numbers that they do, as far as I'm sure applications and then the people there, it's so huge not like a small niche you know private university it's just enormous so they got all the satellite campuses as well i mean it's just massive and people that went to penn state love it yes you may not love it but you will oh no you may not like it but you will learn to love it basically like a cult yeah they're yeah. hardcore my dad has a buddy in their you know 55 plus community down there in in central jersey that he plays golf with and the guy's a diehard penn state football fan drives you know back and forth to Happy Valley. I don't know about every home game, but multiple times. But this guy, he's got to be in his seventies. Yeah, and doesn't even go like with his. Just goes by himself. Maybe some other friends when he meets goes out there. But it's not like he goes with his wife or his his kids. So it's just the the commitment to it is just yeah. insane. No, yeah. it's nice. I, I I wish I belonged to a school like that. I guess it's a, it's a lot of work, man. I mean, that's not a short drive. It's not like you're just hopping in the car for an hour and a half or two hours and you're there and you get back. I mean, that's a you're investing. The guy gets up at like you know the crack of dawn on a Saturday, drives out, tailgate game, doesn't get back till it's a whole day, sometimes overnight experience. Oh, it's a part of his. Uh, it, it keeps him uh, grounded to his youth, I suppose. Every Tuesday, see though, we do something here called Al's Fraudulent Five. Mm-hmm. So throughout the football season, you know, in baseball, I love the Mets. That's all. Do you love them? I like the Mets. I don't like all <laughs> these other teams in football. 
I grew up a Cowboy fan, went to Tampa, became a Bucks fan, Bucks. came back here. I like the Jets. I even root for the Giants until this season. Then uh, I started liking the Cardinals, the Chargers. Like, I am all over the place. You're a fraud. No, I love the NFL. Uh-huh. So every week, I kind of root for different teams. Yeah. And that becomes, that he, uh, Jerry called it, the Fraudulent Five. You told me we didn't do Fraudulent Five together, but uh, a couple weeks back, as we were getting towards the end of the regular season, you were going to hop on the Charger bandwagon. Yeah. How'd that work out for you? Not good. I'm off their bandwagon. Yeah. So here with uh, opening music is this week's oh, music Super Wild Card Weekend Fraudulent Five teams I'm rooting for. Long title. It's, it's long. We couldn't put it on a t-shirt. Number one. And I put these in order. These are the teams I'm rooting for in order. So basically five out of the 14 you're going to select now. Seven That's right. in each conference. Number one. Team I'm currently rooting for in the playoffs to make it to the Super Bowl. Going old school back to my childhood. Dallas Cowboys. I love Dak Prescott. I love Jerry Jones, <laughs> Zeke Elliott. What about him? What do you mean, what Just about him? Just naming high-profile Cowboys? Yeah, big dead, the big dead. Yeah. That, that dude who picks off all the passes, I like him. Diggs. Yeah. There's a Diggs on Buffalo and a Diggs on the Cowboys? And one in Seattle, I believe, as Lots well. Of Diggs. Steph Diggs, yes, on the on the Bills. And who's the Cowboy dude? Um, why am I blanking on this? That's a bad job. I should Bad know. job by you. Trayvon? I think Trayvon. All right. So, number one, I'm rooting Dallas Cowboys straight through. My second favorite team. I mean, they've got a throwback match. I mean, you could be right out. See a Niners come in, you know, one of those teams you don't want to. They get in. You don't really want to face them. Could send the Cowboys home right away. My number two team that I'm rooting. I was right. Trevon Diggs is Arizona Cardinals. I've been on their bandwagon uh, since the beginning of the season. Got a Cardinals beanie winter hat I wear sometimes. Beginning of the season when? Like Last year. Right from the beginning of the Last season? Last year. Last year? Yeah, I bought their... carryover. Carryover. No, forget the hat. You <laughs> saying... But that's important to me. If I buy your hat, I'm interested. Okay. Cardinals. Did you follow them late in the season? I did. You realized that they're yeah, kind of taking a nosedive here. I'm concerned. Yeah. That'll be the Monday Nighter, by the way. Yeah, Monday night. Standalone. Rams. Well, they're all standalone, but solo Monday Nighter. Number three, and the first time appearing on the list this season. Oh. Cincinnati Bengals. Um, I am with you. I almost wore my boomer cu- before Christmas one day in one of those situations. We can't here have have t- take this. Something that someone sent him. Orange Bengals shirt with his name and number oh, yeah. on the back. I almost wore that today because I am I am heavy on the Bengals. Heavy bandwagon. on the Bengals. Yeah. And number four, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> I got off of them a little bit during the year. They, they, I soured on them a little bit, but I'm back. Playoffs. What brings you back? Because it is still the Buccaneers. AB's gone. Godwin's out for the year. Fournette's not back yet. That and they're playing the crummy Eagles. Well, I dislike. Just, just for the right, because we're going to do this every week. Yes. So this isn't for the. This isn't like the playoff edition. Even though you said you think the Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl. Right. So now next Tuesday you're going to do this again, I mean, leading the, into divisional. If the Cowboys weekend. get bounced, they're not on my uh, list. I'm not rooting yeah, for but them anymore. Eventually, there's going to be less than five teams left. So what yeah. do you do then? We're not sure. And also, either. Al, <laughs> ne- next week, when yeah. there's, will there be four games next week, CeeLo, right? Uh, yes. So will it be a fraudulent four, and you just like all the four teams remaining, or will it be just two? That's a good two question. you think you're going to win? Uh, you and I are going to work on this uh, all this week. Eddie and I are going to have uh, meetings as to how we're going to go about this, but 
Uh, and my number five, this is going to sound, this is not going to jive with my list. 49ers. <laughs> I'm rooting for So them. you're guaranteed somebody out of that matchup. <laughs> All you right, can so, pencil one of those teams in for so next week. So that gives week. us an insight to next week. It will be all the teams uh no, because I'll, t- I'll tell you this. Oh, I, you'll have eight teams to choose from. There are multiple teams that are good teams that have never made the list. The Titans have never made the list. The yeah. Packers have never made the list. Uh, others. Be interesting. Uh, uh, others. If, others. <laughs> if it goes chalk and it's Packers, uh, Titans, you hate the Titans because they're boring yeah. and it's the Titans, and you hate the Green Bay Packers because of Rodgers' douche. Yeah, I may have no... Uh, they're, and they're, so, therefore, the the Super Bowl not a cool game. It would yeah. not be a cool oh, game, and on. there wouldn't be a fraudulent uh, five teams. So well, there my, can't be fraudulent five, and there's only two. Correct. Yeah. So my top five teams I'm currently rooting for: Cowboys, Cardinals, Bengals, Bucks, Niners. Okay. So you're so, right. I'm guaranteed to that, that Cowboy yeah. Niner game. I love John Lynch, and that'll be the case next week because you have to. There's gonna be only eight teams, and you have to pick five. Yeah, I'm gonna pick five. So you have to double up somewhere. Or there right. might be a, no. There, I guess not. There might know. be a situation where it's less than five now because if I'm not interested in it, I'm not going to put somebody on the list just to round it out. If I'm not rooting for you, you're out. So it's the fraudulent five with empty spaces with some, and depending now, on the player. Now, what about spaces. if uh, if one of these uh, teams uh, that fired their coach hires a coach that you really like? Mm-hmm. Could they, even though they're not playing, could they then interesting like the look ahead to September? Ooh, so like Ooh. if the Giants fired their coach and hired Brian, they Flores. might make the yeah they might make the fraudulent five list. Huh. Good point. It's a work in progress. Well, it's the first every season. Week. It's the first season of <laughs> it's, this. So no, it's always a work in progress. If you're changing it every week, yeah, it, right. It changes. It's fluid. Fluid to the top. I got a great tweet from someone named Dan, who's a Mets Giants uh, fan, mm-hmm. based on his uh, Twitter Dan. handle at Mets Giants BK. Got it in the Bronx. I'm sure. He's got a great question about, and I think about this a lot. He says, do you think players and coaches in the NFL think to themselves, wow, Dan Orlovsky is getting on me? Who the F is Dan Orlovsky? <laughs> <laughs> I used to think about this all the time because I uh, I, I covered the Buccaneers down in Tampa during the Trent Dilfer era. Yeah, it's, it's the exact name I was going to mention. So it's hilarious yeah. to see him yes. telling quarterbacks what they're doing wrong who who the hell are you al it happens all over the place <laughs> like oh, it's different okay so fine we have boomer here he works yeah. with phil like i'm not romo i mean there's obviously a list of guys who are, are accomplished correct Aikman, marino yes but there are also a lot of these guys doing it that yeah <laughs> you're like well wait a second when you were in the league you sucked yeah so what hey. do we care about like Dilfer, I think coaches in high school now, right? Yeah. And he develops these prospects. Or a lot of these quarterback coaches, like Zach Wilson's personal quarterback coach, or these guys, um, Jordan Palmer, yes. guys that never, never amounted never to anything. Never made it, right? Right. It's it's really. I guess mentally me they had the aptitude, phys- their physical attributes. They weren't, you know, graced by God's hand the way others were. Yeah, but like Dan Orlovsky, you yeah. you ran out of the back of the end zone once. <laughs> So shut your and mouth. And by the way, I happen to think he does a very good job. Yeah, no, on I TV. like him as well. You remember where he went to college? I do not. UConn. Huskies. That's why I asked local. Um, yeah, no, I like him because he does say stuff. And he's got personality. He's, he's got not personality. Boring. He's not boring. Trent Dilfer, one of my Take favorite shots. lines of all time. Unintentional, taken out of context. You can't lose in the NFL and still win. <laughs> That's a great point. It's just a, one of those short clips. I just, I, I love it. 
So I've all yeah. So I wonder. How that about a, Sean Salisbury? There's another name for it. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's what I mean. He's on that list. Right. He's on the list. Matt ha- or not? No. It's not even Matt Hasselbeck. It's um, Tim Hasselbeck, another guy on ESPN, ex quarterback that was eh, played for the Giants for uh, had a little cup of coffee with them. I, I like him too. Yeah, I'm not again. I'm not knocking them as analysts or people. Just when you look at their resume stacked up against a Boomer, a Sims, a Marino, an Aikman, those guys, and you're kind of like, eh, why? Why do I care what well, you have to say? I would think about that with backup quarterbacks. Also, like, but what's funny is the the backup the career backup quarterbacks often make good coaches. Well, that's what I mean. Yes, because probably because they can like understand and get in the shoes of the average player more so than the. But I would also look like let's say I always think of uh, Gary Kubiak, yep, who backed up John Elway all those years, never played, yeah, then became a coach, right? So if you are now then and Elway yelling, is a is a is a personnel guy now, yes, and what's the one problem in Denver? They don't have a freaking quarterback. He right. can't get a quarterback he can't other pick than a quarterback. they threw money at Peyton Manning and he came in and they got their Super Bowl. Isn't right, that but, interesting? But to Gary Kubiak, if he was yelling at the quarterback, quarterback guy, he'd be like, "You never got in a game, yeah." So shit up. I assume those things are proven in the meeting in the film room now. They well, earn then, the respect of the players. This then brings me to another story that came out yesterday. Where is my story about this? <laughs> Man, Let me put, see. Where here. did I put my? What was this? To give me the uh, like the, the the name or the topic. Well, it was about Maybe I can the, fill in the blanks. Uh, the, the, the the woman that the uh, jo- that the Yankees oh, hired. Oh yes, Rachel, she's going to manage the one of the eight. I forget if it's Tampa, one it's of their a, uh, the, single A affiliates. Yeah. Yes. Yes, Tampa Tarpons or Tarpon Tampa, Tar- Tarpon Yankees. Yeah. Used to be Yankees, now it's Tarpons. Yeah. Yeah. It's like uh, low A, they actually call it low A. Right. So There's short season A, low A, high A. So she was a hitting coach, right? And now she's going to be a manager. Yeah. She's never played baseball. Uh, I, You know what? I'm not going to assume that. I haven't looked at her, her bio. I will she say very that. well could have. I went to her uh, Instagram today, mm-hmm. pre-show. Doing some research. Yeah. This girl lifts solid weights. Yeah. And then she put her her stats in. She's 34. She's 175 pounds. Really? Oh, she's got very muscular thighs. She okay. She did a lot of squats. So maybe her and Luke Voigt in the weight room competition. Yes. He likes to hit the weights hard. So, uh, but but my point is like, She's gonna. She's a hitting coach, and but she like these backup quarterbacks, probably never played at that level. Although she's well, not the yeah, Yankees she manager, in, she's in the, the yeah. But it's like she a. didn't play minor league baseball, correct? Right. Yeah. I mean, but look she, at a lot of these hitting coaches. They're guys yes. that were mediocre players. <laughs> but again, right. I think that's because you can relate to the. It, you're not just hey. Like it'd be like Ken Griffey Jr., you know, being a hitting coach. Be like, yeah, just do it the way I did. Yeah, just like swing. like anybody could just do that. Get a sweet you know? swing yeah. like I have. No, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> yeah, but I guess like they're more of the they they know how to do it. Yeah, they just didn't have the ability to do it. They can look at they they can break down the mechanics. They can look at the film, right? The uh, the the video analysis, and they can also the key part is. Not only communicating it to the player, but being able to apply probably different philosophies and different approaches to different players because not everything, there's not one way to do it that works for everybody. Like Kevin Long has been a hitting coach for God knows how long now. Yankees, yeah. wasn't he with the Mets briefly? I he forget was? now. Nationals, he's bounced around. I mean, who the well, hell is Kevin Long? Right. But he's he's a guy that people swear by. 
Yeah, oh, I found my notes. Yeah, she uh, thirty four. Uh, where am I? Five foot. She's yeah. five foot. She put out there on herself. I thought she, she had to your Andre the Giant thing right there. She's five eight, hundred seventy five pounds. Yeah, taller than me. Now she's uh, probably could kick the crap out of me. I would say she's a, a pretty attractive woman. Yes, and she's gonna be with a lot of young dudes. Uh huh. I wonder how they will react to her. Only one way to find out. Right. Now, I did go to her Instagram. Like she said. married? Uh, and she doesn't appear to be married. Right. I, I did do a deep dive on her Instagram. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's very into um, uh, breaking down barriers for women. She does a women's coaching thing where you, like, she coach you on life. I would say she's uh, doing a hell of a job breaking down barriers yeah. and winning at life. Will she be a Yankees manager someday, CeeLo? I mean, I would say the odds are not in her favor. What? And you could say that about probably a lot of managers that are managing in the minor leagues. Right. There are some that break through, but that would be the exception, not the rule, I would think. From the low low, Especially now where they're just pulling guys out of the bread. You never managed anywhere? Come on down. (laughs) But you've played baseball? Come on. Yeah. So her name is Rachel Balkovec. Very cool. So check out her Instagram. Like I'll I tell you what, it she does squats. I check in on the as a Yankee fan. I check in on the affiliates here and there. You do not that often, but I do like to see how they're doing, which players keep an eye on. Now this, I'll tell you right out of the gate. You say buzz, no buzz. Yeah, buzz for me. Now I'm really more interested in what's going on with the Tarpons. Same, I'll go buzz as well. There you go. All right, let's take a break. We come back. I got some more football. I've got some baseball. I've got I've got a bowling. Related story. Come on. Bowling related. Huh. Where bowling and baseball intersect. <laughs> and then Boomer and Geo at the top of the hour. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm here with my friend, CeeLo. Oh, hi, hi CeeLo. Good morning. Jerry's at Penn State. He's got Rutgers uh, tonight. Yeah. I was supposed to work for him tomorrow. Yeah. And we changed that plan as he outlined it to me. He was like, well, I guess I could work Tuesday and then drive out to Rutgers, do the game, drive back. It was just like just thinking about his, like the, the logistics of what he's trying to do. Poor guy. So am I going to get hotel tired? The hotel staying out there doesn't have the Ethernet cable because yeah. he's going to maybe try and work from there. So I'm going to get tired Jerry Recco tomorrow? I would imagine so. Yeah. He's got the game tonight in at Penn State, yeah. coming back, oh, sleep in the right office. Back. Yeah, uh, not, not only think he's hopping on a flight, Yeah. driving back. All right. <laughs> now, last night was the college football championship. Yeah. Uh, you said it was a field goal game at first. In the first half, yes. But it ended 33-18 Georgia beating yeah. Alabama. Their first championship since 1980. Yeah. I think that's that might be the last time I watched a, a Georgia team. Probably. I would, I would was think Herschel so. Was Herschel Walker on that team, Eddie Scazzeri? He was. I actually, I think I actually watched that championship game. Makes sense. I tried to get into college football when I was a kid, but we didn't have like a dominant college of our own around here. Right. Uh, to get everybody into it. So I think that's why college football is never huge here. And then you didn't go to a, a college that had a big-time team, right? 
Uh, that's Where'd correct. Where'd you go again? Kane. Oh yeah. And then yeah. Indiana State. No. So no, neither one of them. Uh, neither one of them good. So yesterday, also on the uh, TV broadcast, ESPN broadcast, uh, Andrew Luck made an appearance. Yeah. Did you actually see this, or you just saw like I the saw, screen grabs? No, no. I, I watched the, the uh, segment. <laughs> He is, uh, people were alarmed at how thin he is. See, that to me, I mean, that happens with football players once they stop. I mean, they have to lift regularly when they're playing, even quarterbacks, especially taking all those hits. But you see it happen with offensive linemen all the time. Yeah, that's true. That part wasn't the, it wasn't the, the thinness. It was just like. His excitable voice? <laughs> no, well, that's his voice has always been weird. But the mustache combined, he had the blazer on with like what looked like some, yeah, like a Coles. Or Old Navy, like, you know, two-button polo shirt. Yeah. And also, he's standing next to RG3, who's all decked out. Oh, in a I, nice I didn't know who that was. Yeah. <laughs> so, it just, it. I mean, it. listen, very on brand for Andrew Locke, as we've come to. I think the last I saw of him was he was out on some field coaching a high school team or helping a high school team in, uh, where the hell was he? Maybe it was Indiana? Colorado or somewhere, you know, out in the, not in a big city, just somewhere out in the, the sticks, essentially. And he literally looked like a, a hobo off the side of the street. And he's out there with these kids and he's, you know, showing them the way. Yeah, That's he, Andrew Luck. He appeared to have no shoulders whatsoever. Yeah. Doesn't shock me. If you've not been on TV for a long time and you show up too thin or too fat, you're going to be on the internet. Oh, yeah. They're going to call you right out. You've got to show back up exactly how we remember <laughs> yes, you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's a very high, it's a high standard to be held to. Very yeah. high standard. Yeah. You better weigh the same. Five, maybe a five pound fluctuation. That's it. Yes. It's, it's a small window. Because right now, based on the statistics she gave us, Rachel uh, Balkovec, uh, the new Yankee manager in, in Tampa, mm-hmm. definitely. Wait, you're weighs say weighs more, more than Andrew Luck? Than Andrew Luck no. and is more muscular than Andrew Luck? You think he's south of 175? I do. I don't care how thin he is. He's still, <laughs> he's, what is he, 6'3", 6'4"? He's 7'4". No, yeah, there it is. There's no it. chance he's under 100. I don't care how thin you he looks. You don't think he's 175? Uh, maybe 170. Not south of, not under get him, 170. Get I'll him, take the over. Get him on a scale. Yeah. How do we make that happen? I don't know. Call his dad. Maybe I'll reach out to him on Twitter. Hey, you mind hopping on a scale? We're Twitter. curious. I don't think Andrew Luck is he on Twitter? <laughs> no, I think Andrew Luck's on Twitter. Oh, the one yeah. or the guy, the, the the general or the captain, whatever yeah, the heck it was from the Those Civil are, War. Oh, has is that is that account still active? I don't by know. The way? I, I haven't looked at that. I don't the, like parody to, accounts. No, that one was really good though. I don't know. There was a lot of creativity that went into that. I, yeah. I did enjoy that one. I suppose. Let me see here. Uh, speaking Andrew of the Luck. <laughs> of the Colts, so Jim Ursay sat down with Frank Reich and GM Chris Ballard for mm-hmm. hours. Tweeted. After the loss. So he's having these long meetings the same way that the Giants are having them with Joe Judge. Yeah, but to me, I don't know. I I just feel like there's more, what's the right way to say it? Professionalism, for sure. But there's more, like, there's more be- believability. Is that a word? Believability? Mm-hmm. I think so. In listening, for, I don't know much about Chris Ballard. But, like, I would sit down and take Frank Reich at his word and not feel like he's selling me a bill of goods. Correct. You know? And it has nothing to do with Boomer's, you know, friendship with him. Obviously, we have we know a little bit more about him because of that. But when Frank Reich is up at the podium, I feel like he shoots it straight with you. Like after the game the other day, like he looked crushed, devastated. Whereas God knows what Joe Judge would have said in that spot. He also know? even gave a rundown of what one of their uh, meetings after the game, where they met for a couple hours. Yeah, he 
told the media what they had talked about. Right? Did? Yeah. Oh, I missed that. And it didn't see. And it wasn't. It wasn't a runaround speech. Like he legitimately was like broke down what they yeah. talked about. Well, I mean, Ursay put the video out Sunday. They're waiting to get on the bus leaving the stadium in Jacksonville, and he's giving you the. Ah, we're disappointed. It wasn't like I figured there'd be more like r- rage and anger. Maybe he's really good at hiding it, but it was sort of like a you know. Thank you for the fans. Great season. You know, one of those kind of rah rah. We'll get him next year. Kind of speeches, and I was like, ah, oh, a little early for that. No, no Colts, no Chargers. Like they in were videoing playoffs. the Colts fans that had showed up in Jacksonville yeah. that were waiting for the team. I'm like, you just choked away two back to back weeks winning in. Who'd they lose to the previous? The week? Raiders, but home. Okay. The Raiders. The home, Raiders. They had a home game with the Raiders, and then I understand they've struggled on the road against the Jags in recent history. But I mean, come on, man. Yeah. Right, you you're in. God, you, you what is it? You win and win you're in, and, and you're, you're playing in. the Jaguars. Right, come on, terrible. Carson Wentz was awful. I also love this. Cam Newton came out yesterday. Says he wants to play in twenty two twenty twenty two. So do I. But he's not coming back for no five and twelve. Yeah, wants to be with a winning team. Who will? What winning team? Needs a quarterback. We don't. I, I'll tell you what. He can be on a winning team if he's willing to, you know, basically make the minimum and be a backup. I'm yes. sure somebody would love to have him in that role. I don't know if he's willing would to do he? that. Would they? Would a team like to have – Al, have you watched some of the backup quarterback play around the league? Yeah, the problem is, like, you'll still think of Cam Newton. The, the problem becomes – No, we know what Cam Newton is at this Yeah, point. but I think if you have a quarterback and the quarterback starts to struggle – and you have some schlub uh, as a backup quarterback or a guy named Cam Newton that uh, you remember, uh, Cam. then you'll be like, let's give Cam Newton a try. Maybe. I suppose. I want to be on a winner. I mean, we just watched Mike Glennon and Jake Fromm. I think Cam Newton, although he's not what he once was, could still run circles around those guys. I think it was the great Toby Keith that said, I'm not as good as I once was. Yeah. But I'm as good once as I ever was. Hmm. Means. Deep. It is deep. Means Cam Newton could come in and have one game where he's like, you know what, still got it. I think you're right, though. Yeah, still I mean, got it. You you could find somebody who talent wise is on the same level that doesn't have the the cachet. And yeah, the name. cachet. And I'm not gonna say he's gonna be a distraction, but like to your point about the hey, you know, everyone loves the backup quarterback. Yeah, that's that's fair. What a weird that must play in your head. Like Cam Newton was at one point. He was he won an MVP. He did. That's got to be so weird to now be not even considered. It, it's the style of quarterback. He took. Yeah. He, he had some significant injuries. Took yeah. a lot of hits. But like what's that like do to that guy's head? Like in his head. I think about that too. Like with with quarterbacks coming out of college who just dominate college, and then they get here and they're like, "What is going on?" Yeah, plenty of examples of that. Yeah, absolutely. That's got to like really screw with your head. Like Trevor Lawrence didn't lose a game till he got to the Jaguars. Correct, and then he lost <laughs> what. Uh, how many? Did they a lot two of games. Wins? I don't know. They had a couple wins. They lose fifteen, two and fifteen. I think probably. They were. Yeah, maybe three and. Uh, or was it three? The three? one. The one. Uh, well, they just won. They just beat the. They they just Google, Google it. Yeah, I'm Google gonna, it. Well, I'm, I'm busy. Gonna my phone here. So. I'm busy. Over Either here. whatever it is, they got the number one pick again. Oh, my bowling story. I don't want to screw that up. <laughs> I've been run out of time. I told you I had a bowling. Three and fourteen. Three, three and fourteen yeah. Jaguars. I had a uh, story where bowling intersect with baseball. Mm. And that's Mookie, oh, I know where you're Mookie going. Betts yeah. bowled a 300 game, which is perfect game. Mm-hmm. He bowled a 300 game in 2017 Yeah, as he's well. done this before. He's yeah. done it before. He could be a pro bowler. He could be a lot of things. He's one of those guys. Like, 
for Mookie Betts to sit down and try and coach or teach the average guy. Yeah. I feel like it wouldn't work. Because he's work. just too not because he not because he's like, you know, has the wrong mentality or because he, he's arrogant or anything like that, but just because like I've seen him I've seen videos of him during spring training. Like he takes ground balls at shortstop and looks like he could legitimately play infield in the big leagues. Yeah. Like he and that's I get it's within the same sport. But I bet you he's probably like a great golfer too, or something. Well, like they that. say that's why the great players don't make great coaches. Yes, that's they the get point. Frust- I've been trying to make all morning here because <laughs> the they last get fifty-three minutes. Yeah, that you can't. Right, bowl. just do it like I did. Yeah, Come just, on, it's not that hard. It's so easy. Yeah, I do wonder with bowlers how they don't how pro bowlers don't throw a three hundred game most of the time because you're not competing against another human being. Mm-hmm. You're a professional. You're not competing against the elements. It's not windy or rainy or. Doesn't it come down to like a matter of inches, though? Yeah, they'll say like, oh, the the oil, the way that the oil patterns on the, uh, on the alleys. Yeah, very change. small window, but the spin and where you're contacting yeah. the pins. Yeah, tricky. It is tricky. Okay. Maybe Mookie, Betts, <laughs> maybe Mookie Betts will be a pro bowler. Well, how about that downtime? sports minute? Yeah, right. Oh, all right. <laughs> Probably a good time to transition to and, that. And right? uh, you mentioned the minute we have to get to. Got it. Oh, can I read it the way you wrote it, Eddie? <laughs> Please. Amy Lawrence, dreams really do come true. So do my nightmares, I might add. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Welcome back to the warm-up program. Just a few seconds left, and then uh, Boomer and Geo take over. A-Rod got himself a uh, $9.9 million co-op here in the city. These co-ops, you've got to, he's got to get approved by the board of people that live there. Yeah, what, the story said he had to beg or he something? He had to beg them. What is he... They didn't want to have a celebrity in That's the building. That's fine, but why does he need to, like, why this... Because it's what it's supposedly is one of the top spots in the city. Like it's so artsy, status thing. It's the architecture, the building is a classic. That seems very strange that you have to approve. Like I should be allowed to approve people that come into my condo. Well, is that a co-op situation? Yeah. Oh, it is. No, my condo oh. isn't. But well, that's why. Right? But how's that legal? Like, See you in the morning. If he's got the money. WFAN and WFAN FM and HD One New York, an Odyssey station.